everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Hi, everybody. This is Denise Garth. You're joining the Future of Insurance podcast series with Majesco. I am thrilled today to have Ian Drysdell. CEO of One Inc., one of our strategic partners joining us today. Ian, welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you very much, Denise. Ian, I always like to start off, it's a very small community. We're like a village as an insurance industry. And typically, everybody kind of knows everybody. But just in case they don't, I'd love my participants to give a little bit of background about yourself, then of course, about One Inc., and then about our strategic partnership. Okay, great. So Denise, a little background on me. I'm a 30 year plus uh, veteran of electronic payments and have worked on both inbound payments, which in insurance is premiums and outbound payments, which insurance is uh, typically claims, including building networks of payees that exponentially add value to carriers. I started at PNC Bank in 1990, back when payments were very simple. There was a little zip-zap machine for imprinting your card, which became a little Verifone box for swiping. And now payments are both complex and light speed. If you think of Uber, or you think of Amazon, or you think of Netflix, they're, it's built in and it's in the background and it's consumer and millennial and zennial friendly. And that's where we are at One Inc. We're resimplifying payments for insurance carriers. I was just going to say, you know, one of the interesting things is, is your background has been in this space. And so maybe just add a little perspective and context as how is it different in insurance versus uh, where you've come from? It's really interesting. Um, insurance is primarily online. I often think of One Inc. as the insurance e-commerce company. Some uh, businesses are a combination of bricks and clicks, both online and in person. And there's absolutely an in-person aspect to insurance in terms of agents, but it's predominantly online. It's predominantly reoccurring. And I think that in terms of evolution, insurance uh, companies, carriers are really starting to embrace a digital first environment. They know that millennials and zennials are looking for wallets. They don't want a key 16-digit card numbers. They want that frictionless capability that they would enjoy with Uber or with uh, Lyft, as an example, in, in a different industry. I think those are some of the primary differences in terms of the evolution and the expectations. In terms of the strategic partnership, we're partners with Majesco for both inbound and outbound for premiums and for claims, but also commissions, premium refunds, and subra. With Majesco creating digital first solutions for the entire gamut of capability, we are cloud built in for digital first for Majesco for premiums and claims meaning we're out of the box. So typically a carrier would not need an SI to get us live. Uh, it's more like an app uh, on your iPhone or on your Android, which you can turn on and have a digital first capability for your insurance. This whole 
uh, world of payments is just constantly changing. And I think it really accelerated during COVID. What key trends are you seeing from a property and casualty and life segment perspective, particularly as it relates to customer expectations? And what's similar and what's different between the two segments? Right. From a digital first standpoint, uh, Gen X and boomers are a vast portion of insurers revenue and profit today, but they're becoming increasingly digitally adept. My 85-year-old mom, she pays things, you know, using her her mobile handset online. They are looking for more value from insurers. Payments is the most common touch point for insurers. People don't think about that. They think about, rightly, their call centers or their website, but they're not always aware that it's actually the payment that occurs typically every month that is the most common touch point. And the insureds are looking for a really slick solution where they don't have to think about payments. One Inc. reminds them that there's a payment to be made, which can increase reoccurrence or uh, loyalty, if you will, by as much as 20%. There's a massive shift towards digital payments. Nine in 10 consumers are now using one or more digital payment methods. More than half of people use digital wallets more often than they use traditional payment methods, according to Forbes. 48% of Gen Zers have never written a check. Uh, the story I like to tell is of my daughter. She's a software engineer. She's now 27. But when she was 17, 10 years ago, and she wanted her driver's license, she could not believe that she had to go to the DMV. That was just beyond her perception. And she <laughs> said, Dad, where can I download the app for me to get a driver's license? Because I'm not going to that place, right? So obviously, I had to gently get her there. 44% of Gen Zers have never applied for a credit card, according to NerdWallet. That's an unbelievable figure. We see a lot of the unbanked in the US using Venmo. So they are... Venmo is becoming their primary, if you will, checking account. They want fast and contactless payments, and they want to use PayPal, Google Pay, Apple Pay, and they will choose another insurer if they cannot pay with their favorite payment method. The Straw Hacker Group, which is a big industry consultant in payments, last Christmas did a survey of Gen Zers, and they will skip stores online and in person that don't take Apple Pay or Google Pay. And I think that insurers are becoming more and more aware that they need to be digital first and Gen Z savvy in order to maintain and grow market share. They're looking for self-service if available. I don't know if you have any Gen Z kids, uh, Denise, or, or maybe you're an aunt, but they do not want to talk to a call center. Period, yep. end of story. The idea of my son, Danny, having to call a call center to get service, he'll do anything to avoid that, right? So they're looking for a digital capability. So we enable our carriers with text messaging for reminders to pay a, a premium. We are partnered with High Marley to ensure that claims can be completely 100% handled once you get to the payment via text message so that they don't have to talk to a claims adjuster and they want that self-service capability. You're so right about that because our own research that we do has really highlighted that. And to your point about your mother, this older generation has become much more digitally enabled than I think a lot of insurers realize. And your point about Venmo, I just wanted to comment 
that is really a big channel for this younger generation. Not only are they paying there, but they're earning uh, revenue there because this generation is, you know, selling their clothes, used clothes on things or selling a purse or selling a bike or whatever it is. And they earn money back and then they use that money to pay for stuff. My daughter does that all the time. Yes, we now see that 10% of our claims payments by count at One Inc. are to Venmo or PayPal, uh, which is an amazing figure. And we also have instant payments. And that generation really sees Venmo and PayPal as an instant payment. They really prefer it. And you can see the number of checks as a percentage of claims declining. And you can see the number of Venmo payments increasing almost one for one in the marketplace. The last thing we're seeing is truly real-time payments. To me, what I imagine, and this is sort of in a non-Venmo, non-PayPal environment, is you imagine an insured after a catastrophe. Maybe they have no mailbox. Maybe there's no... ATM with power, they can talk on their mobile phone to a claims adjuster and their phone can buzz with the acceptance of a real-time payment to their uh, checking account while they're still on the phone with the claims adjuster. If you think about ACH, which is pretty standard electronic old school payments in the US, how many of us get our paychecks, that can take two days if it's a Monday to a Wednesday, but over a long weekend, could take three or four or five days. So the fact that we can pay in seconds is critical in a catastrophe and can greatly go to reducing liability risk to an insurer, to getting that home protected and to creating a great customer service environment. One of the things I think tied to all of these trends is that we often considered, even just five years ago, that billing was really a back office function, billing and payments. And now it is really moved to the front office because it is a core component of that customer relationship. It really has a great influence around customer loyalty, both in obviously paying for the policy, but also as you uh, so rightly pointed out the claims, which is really the moment of truth. How is that model changing within insurance companies as you're working with them relative to kind of getting that front office view. Now with our deep integration with you guys, how is this going to help insurers to accelerate that customer experience and obviously operational optimization? It's funny. A lot of insurers used to go to their bank for payments or just sort of a, a large processor. That's really plumbing, right? So they can move money, but there's no experience for the insured. And it's really up to the carrier to pay their developers to create some kind of experience. And there are many, many IT projects inside of a carrier that compete for UX, UI for, for payments. So what we do is we wrap the entire payment experience in a digital wrapper that's mobile friendly for the insured. And this is both for consumer and for commercial, we see more and more commercial PNC carriers or carriers with substantial commercial lines putting in full digital capability. So when I say that, people tend to think about is, oh, he must mean like a website. Well, what I'm really talking about is several things, but I'm going to start outside of the web and I'm going to work my way back. So we provide a multilingual 
drag and drop design IVR for our carriers so that anybody who calls them has that digital capability and that insurer never hears nor sees a card number, which could create a security risk. We provide for their customer service area the ability to push to a insured text message or an email so that they can securely key in their card number. We allow our insurers who use us for inbound and outbound payments to pay back to a debit or ACH uh, that they use for monthly premiums for a claim. Moving back over to mobile and web, everything we do is on the insurer's URL. It's on their website. Nobody ever sees One Inc. It's their colors. It's their look and feel. And we also provide a mobile SDK for insurers who have their own digitally enabled mobile app. So they have every possible touch point is fully digitalized, fully built in to Majesco so that there's no reconciliation issue, they can get live immediately. So it's funny, people say, well, what is One Inc. like? And recently I, I started to realize that One Inc. is like Shopify. So those of you who have ever dealt with e-commerce or e-commerce merchants can go straight to Shopify for the entire digital experience, including shipping, payments, you name it. That is what One Inc. is. So we don't really compete per se with that back office processor or back office bank. We give digital payments life to carriers so they can provide that Amazon or Uber-like experience. Another aspect of this is really about speed to market. In today's world, bringing a new product to market, creating a new kind of experience for customers, it really is about speed to market. How quickly can you get that out there? Because that's become really a competitive, almost a loyalty type of thing with customers. What's the key value proposition that One Inc. brings to the table, working with companies like us for billing and claims? that really helps insurers in their ability to move to digital quickly. I think back to COVID, how difficult it was for so many carriers. We did a lot with carriers during that period of time because nobody was in the office and everything had to quickly go to digital. Talk about how quickly you're able to bring digital to the carriers for billing and payments. I believe we can get a carrier live in 45 days on premium payments. Not only are we completely built into Majesco, utilizing Majesco code, which can just be instantly turned on, but we also provide a low-code, no-code configuration capability to ensure that it's exactly the presentation that a carrier wants with their colors, their look and feel, and so forth and so on. On claims, we can get clients live in as few as 90 days. And that amount of time is dropping as we introduce more and more technology. And I want to contrast this to the older way of doing business, which is with, in the insurance industry, is called accelerators, which is sort of draft code that is sort of three quarters done that an SI can customize for an insurer. Some of those projects go very quickly, some of those drag. But what we're seeing is with kind of technology that Majesco now has, together with One Inc., that we can get insurers live very quickly with just immediate payback. Uh, you mentioned COVID. We had a life insurer 
call us out of the blue. We had no relationship with this major life insurer. We got them live for inbound payments uh, during COVID in 45 days because of the demand, Denise, that they were experiencing. We talked about a little bit earlier, Ian, about this shift where payment options are really going into Venmo, to Bitcoin, Apple Pay, others. Why should insurers handle this growing diversity of options? And how is One Inc. and our partnership really empowering this? And I think there's more options continually kind of evolving out there. We're all fairly loyal to our favorite method of payment. I like to use my Amex Platinum for everything business-wise, and it gets me into the Delta Club, and I get certain things for free, and... Like, I'm really loyal to my American Express Platinum. And people really identify with their cards and their mobile wallets. I have a good friend who's an FAA engineer, and he uses his Discover card for everything and has for for 30 years. So it's not unusual that people are really very dedicated to their form of payment. And the younger generation is really dedicated to Apple Pay, Google Pay, Venmo and PayPal, uh, and to a lesser extent, Square Cash. Insurers probably see it as an add-on and not really that important. As boomers and Gen X passes their peak earning years and starts to retire or downsize, it's going to be critical that they match the tastes of the younger generation. There's an old restaurant on St. Pete Beach near where I live, and they used to serve table side with uh, very old flaming kinds of uh, desserts and dinners and things of, of that nature. And they closed and they opened up a new place that's hip and cool uh, that makes very high-end grilled cheese sandwiches. Do I miss what they used to have at the old restaurant? Absolutely. Was somebody smart to switch that over to something that matches the taste of the new, newer generation? Absolutely. I think that it is just critical that if you are targeting Gen Z, if you are targeting millennials, you need to speak with them in their language and you need to allow them to pay with their favorite form of payment. Now, you mentioned Bitcoin. That's something we stay away from at One Inc. It's something we watch. It's something we certainly understand. But there is a fair amount of controversy. We just don't think it's the right time in the marketplace to think about uh, coins from a payment standpoint. You know, you're so right about this younger generation. And I think if you really understand the Gen Z and millennials, combined actually now surpass the combined older generation of boomers and Gen X. They are now that dominant buyer. While they may not be buying the extent of insurance that some of the older generation is, as they kind of go through their life journey, they're going to be buying houses. They're going to be buying other vehicles. They're going to have the need for insurance to a much greater degree than what they do now. And being able to establish that relationship and that you can actually do things the way that they want it from a digital perspective is going to really have a, an element of loyalty because we know this generation, they flip between brands and loyalty of brands pretty rapidly as compared to the older generation. Yeah, the inflection point to me was the date that it was announced that Apple Pay had surpassed MasterCard in volume. But that was an amazing statistic. Apple Pay is now doing over $6 trillion worth of transactions. It's just, I think it's invisible to a certain degree. For those who are not using Apple Pay and Apple Pay online is definitely a larger modality 
than Apple Pay in person or at the point of sale. So it's that ability to transfer the personal information, so name, address, uh, billing address, things of that nature, and email address instantly so that the insured has that frictionless capability and to do so in a secure manner. So a listener only took one thing away from today's podcast. It should be, in my mind, that if a listener took one thing away from today's podcast, it's to be competitive. They must support digital wallets in the future in an insurance environment. Couldn't agree with you more. Kind of shifting just a little bit from what the value of digital payments are from a customer perspective, there's a real operational perspective for insurers and it's about cost savings and cost containment. In today's environment with the challenges of our macroeconomic environment and the significant losses that we're seeing on different lines of business, every dollar is really going to count. And so what kind of cost savings and cost containment value can this really go into the operations for insurers? The savings is fairly stunning. I find that when we run the cost savings by CFOs, uh, carriers of all sizes, from the top 10 through mid-sized through insure tax, they just schedule the implementation of our service. So I want to talk about two forms of payments and the cost savings. A typical insurer is spending over $2 to issue a check. People say, well, cost of a stamp is 50 something cents, and that's not... No, what we're seeing is insurers who do studies are seeing two to four dollars for the cost of a check. They have to follow up. They get lost. They're intercepted. Fraud occurs when uh, they're altered. Just to give you some stats, uh, the cost to issue forty-four thousand checks a month, which is not a lot, is a million dollars annually, and they wow. cause a longer payment cycle time. And the longer times equate to compounded expense as an insured. Uh, reconsiders whether they're going to accept the check or fight the amount of the claim. And their dissatisfaction goes down. Uh, just think about paying a repair shop $80 a day to Enterprise Rent-A-Car until that check finally gets to that repair shop. And the average first class is now taking five days. What we're seeing is, is a two-to-one payback where I'm talking to insurers every day that are saving a million, $5 million, $10 million, $15 million, $25 million or more a year by going to digital payments with Wanek. Those are really big numbers, right? The savings is immediate. So typically we see a carrier with about 10 to 15% digital with what we refer to as vendors, which are auto body shops and doctors and attorneys, glass repair, home repair, and so forth. We have over 650,000 vendors in our network, and we take the average insurer to 75% digital on day one. And the way we do that is we aggregate all the digitization of all of our hundreds of carriers to that new carrier so that they benefit from all of the digitalization of every other carrier who's ever joined Wanink. Then we proactively reach out to check vendors who are of size and we convert them to digital to benefit the entire network. I'm running into carriers that have spent years getting to 15 to 20% digital, and they're hoping to get to 25% one day. And the conversation, Denise, goes like this. 
would you like to be 75% digital on day one of your launch with Wanik? And the answer? The answer is yes, more and more and more and more. So One Inc. has grown very quickly. We are multiple times bigger than we were two to three years ago. And the reason for that is this massive demand for savings and a better customer experience with claims. The other thing that we're seeing, and this is a big, big shift, is that carriers who had always accepted the cost of accepting credit cards, if you will, are now switching to payment service fees for part of their business. And we typically see payment service fees in non-standard auto. And more and more, we're seeing top 10 carriers turn on payment service fees for their commercial lines. So if a business wants to pay with a credit card for insurance, that they are now offering that with a payment service fee, with a convenience fee, if you will. And they're saving millions of dollars annually. We're seeing carriers reduce their combined ratio by one to 2% because they start using payment service fees. So that cost containment aspect is as important to carriers, especially right now, where some of them uh, combined ratio is greater than 100%. They are coming to us for that cost savings, and they want to implement that overnight to reduce the cost of electronic uh, acceptance. So those are the two big things that we're seeing in terms of cost management, Denise. Well, in today's macroeconomic environment, and as, as insurers are planning for 2024, these are really valuable bottom line immediate impact that they can make to really help the operations and in the process also improve customer expectations. It greatly increases uh, customer expectations. A typical client sees an increase in net promoter score in NPS of a thousand basis points or 10 points when paying claims digitally versus sending a check. It's the expectation of the new generation greatly reduces their cost at the same time. Yep, it sure does. What do you see in the future for billing and payments? What do insurers need to do to be a part of that future? And what's the risk if they're not going to be a part of that future, Ian? Well, it's funny. I was talking to the CEO of a major company in the insurance industry, and he said to me, what's the big change that we're going to see? And I said, instant payments. The analogy I like to utilize is how payments have traditionally worked was they were initiated by the carrier and days later, the insurer would receive the payment. And I think of it like uh, old days with a Kodak camera and you take a bunch of pictures and you run down to Photomat and they get developed and you pick them up four or five days later, right? Yep. Nobody nobody would tolerate that today. Another example would be, imagine your favorite social media platform and you click on like or love on a picture, maybe of a wedding or some event, and it doesn't show up for three days. Nobody would tolerate that, right? So what's happening is that on a global basis, every nation, certainly first and second in the world, is moving towards instant payments. And when I say instant, I mean instant. I mean one, two, or three seconds, 24 by seven by 365. There will be no such thing as a banker's holiday. Uh, yesterday was Columbus Day. 
And that would be a day's delay on an ACH or a day's delay on issuing or processing a check. And what we're seeing is that the newest platforms in the US, so there's a company called The Clearinghouse, they have a product called Real-Time Payments. They processed 45 million transactions for about $500 billion in the third quarter of 2022, up 10% from the second quarter. RTP also provides instant confirmation and settlement finality. Payments can be made around the clock, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. That shift to real time is going to be a big change for an insurer. A lot of what we do in insurance is batch-based, right? So at a certain time of the day, we're going to send a bunch of transactions to the bank and think magic's going to happen in the background and insureds are going to be paid you know, two, three, four days later. One thing I was going to comment on, Ian, is that in this instant payments, I think there's another element to that is that the products, some of the more new and innovative products that are coming to market really are built around the concept that they're going to pay out instantaneously as well. And so I think that we're still going to have a lot of the old traditional products that are still going to be out there. But increasingly, we have some of these other products that you will really be able to and you should pay those out instantaneously. So it's a kind of a combination of the different types of risk products we're bringing to market that really need this instantaneous as well. It's that feel good moment, right? So the insured is talking to an adjuster or perhaps they're texting an adjuster. They would agreed on an amount rather than waiting days for that payment so that they can buy that replacement vehicle or fix their home or take care of a loved one in some way, they will have their phone buzz with that deposit while they're still on the phone with the claims adjuster. And that is the future. And that feel good moment happens right then. And they say, thank you to that insurer. Thank you to that claims adjuster on the spot because they've already got their funds. And that is the future that we are building here at Wanik. So I always like to end my podcast with the same question. And as we talked before we got started here, you know, we're approaching a hundred podcasts for the future of insurance. What's interesting, Ian, is that I probably only got a handful of duplicates, which is pretty amazing for this question. So if you could pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why? So I believe that the expectation of Americans today is that everything be instantaneous. So the policy approval should be instantaneous. The payment for the policy should be instantaneous. And should there be a claim, that payment is instantaneous. It is real time. It is delighting the uh, consumer or the business that has the policy. It takes something which is typically long and drawn out and turns it into a moment of great satisfaction for the insured. And I believe that the carriers who embrace this future are going to have a significant competitive advantage and take share over carriers who go to more traditional means or more traditional providers for their payments. I like instantaneous. It's a new one, Ian. Nobody else has done that. So love it. Well, it's what we embrace every day here at One Inc. as we rise together with our clients. It's been a great conversation, Ian. And I think that for carriers that are looking at priorities for 2024, 
I think working and particularly for our joint customers or potential joint customers, I think looking at what they can do around payments, not only can they elevate the customer experience, but they can drive some real cost savings and operational optimization that is so needed in today's macroeconomic environment. And I hope that our joint customers or potential joint customers really see the opportunity here and reach out to both of us. It's going to be an interesting next year. Billing and payments continues to evolve. We're thrilled to work with Majesco. Majesco is so far out ahead of many providers in the industry. And we are very grateful for the partnership and the opportunity to enhance the overall insurance experience together. Likewise, Ian, it's been great working with you guys, and we're looking forward to some exciting things together. Thanks a lot for today, and thank you for the partnership, Ian. You and your team are doing an amazing job over there. Thank you very much, Denise. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in the next time. Mm-hmm.